0: let's get information. Okay ladies, let's get information. when you this conversation. Hey hey, welcome to the Backstream podcast. It's Vanessa here and you know we're having courageous conversations about love, sex and everything in between. Today on the podcast we have an awesome guest, Brittany Mitchell. And Brittany is the founder and lead educator of the Intimacy Firm. And today we're talking about sex in the black church. Hey, Brittany. Hi. Hello, everyone. <laughs> How's it going?
1: Everything is going well on this end. Busy, 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 but that's a good thing, I suppose.
0: Well, you and I connected on Instagram, and I had posted about like thoughts and suggestions for shows and you had reached out about potentially talking about sex in the church and I thought it was amazing because as a person who grew up Catholic and I I really believe that that path is what led me to the work that I'm doing right now and even today I still go to church and I know some folks are like, how are you a sex educator? how do you believe in all this stuff? And you go to church. What's up with that? So when you said that topic, I was like, yes. So I appreciate you being on and taking the time to be on with us. I'm so grateful to, for this opportunity. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. So can you tell us a little, about, a little bit about yourself? Who are you? How did you get started or interested in your work? Okay, so as you said, my name is Brittany Mitchell. Um, it's actually Brody Smith Mitchell. I'm keeping all of my names.
1: Hey, I... my mom, my dad, and my husband. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm not mad at them. you. <laughs> 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 yes. Um, I've, been married, I've been married for seven years. I have two wonderful boys. Oh. Um, I got started And my bachelor's in psychology, and then I got my master's in social work, and I was like, I want to get in the inner city, help the people one year maybe not even one year like nine months before I finished Mm -hmm. my master's um I took my this um social work and relationships course at Temple and I was like oh yeah I want to do couples work and I started talking to my professor and I was like oh I want to do sex therapy yeah (laughs) this is it and then it just began to like just went from there, and then it went from the intimacy firm started out as Mitchell Intimacy Consultant, mm-hmm. and it just like like God, I I've, I've really been praying. Like, okay, I can't shake this. Like, what is this? Right. And I just recognize that, and you know, I really believe that God has called, has called me to do couples work and really reshape the idea and the conversation of sex in you know in the Black church. So I did some research, and I found Whitener university's program mm-hmm. and i was too far along in my master's program at temple to stop yeah so i finished yeah so i finished uh, that master's and then i i uh, got accepted to Widener. i actually originally applied for their phd program in sexuality, but that program that year it was like so many applicants so mm-hmm. they uh they had to split the class some people they Put in a PhD track immediately. Some they put in the Med, mm-hmm. and you know I know that God does everything for a reason. So I was in the Med track, and then I was going to transfer over. But then I decided, okay, I have my formal sexuality training. I need to, we're doing this work in the church. I need theology training too. So in January, I, I'll actually be starting seminary for their doctor of ministry program okay biblical theological seminary okay
0: what well hello hello (laughs) hello degrees hello books I see you right wow tuition (laughs) okay right
1: (laughs) hello aggregate limit Right. I see you,
0: though.
1: You you are out here. Yes. But he says so, it, so I'm going to go ahead and follow what he wants me to do. I know he'll make a way. Um, But this, I'm really, like, I love, love, love this work. Like, I've always had a heart for people, and now as a a child welfare social worker, you know, I love the babies. You want to keep them safe and all that, but nothing really just, like, gets me, is my jam, like, like, sex and sexuality, it really is amazing work. Wow. So I'm really honored to,
0: to even be in this
1: space. Oh,
0: that's amazing. So how, how did you, like, reconcile, or how are you reconciling, um, the two, um, church and sex and putting those together, especially in the black church?
1: It's, you know what, that is really, honestly, one of my, I like to say one of my greatest, struggles like really kind of mm. finding finding my place, if you will. Right. Because and in, in the sexuality world of uh, being a uh, uh, being a Christian, being one who um, who ascribes to maybe your more mainstream interpretations mm-hmm. of scripture and those kind of things, I in the sexuality world I guess I'll be considered and I've been called vanilla. Mm. And like, you know, I'm using air quotes and mm. you be called vanilla. Then in the church It's like, oh, child, look at this this thing over here. Mm -hmm. You know, all of those. I'm I'm everything but vanilla. I'm I'm a freak. I'm a a harlot. I'm a whoremonger. All of these things. And I'm trying to desecrate the name of Jesus by coming with discussing these topics. So it's like I'm in the middle, like... I know what the tenets of sexuality is and being sex positive mm-hmm. and all those things. And then I also, you know, Jesus is my homeboy. So how right. do I like, find, you know, find my place in the reality? What I realized is yeah. that a lot of these issues really stem from these negative scripts that have been rehearsed and passed down from generation and to generation and really, uh, per, uh, what's the word? Erroneous, for lack of a better word, erroneous interpretations of scripture. A lack of respect for context. Wow. Um, And what was occurring during uh, when the writers, you know, penned those scriptures? What was happening during those times? Mm -hmm. A lot of that doesn't get the respect, and then we pull from it what we want to pull from it because we like to get upset with the things that we don't struggle with. So I can. I can turn my nose up at the things that I don't have the issue with. Mm. And, then, and then I have a little bit more grace for the things that I do struggle with. So Ooh. that's I, what I found is that, like I said, I believe that God has called me to this work and he's going to create the lane that is necessary. And I'm not, I mean, we're called to be witnesses, but in this work, I'm not worried about saving souls at this point. I'm worried about saving lives. Okay. And lack of sex education mm-hmm. in, the, in the black community is is killing us. Mm. So that's what I'm focused on. Jesus can take care of
0: their folks. I got my job is to save their lives. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I love how you put that. And I love in your bio, um, I love how you said that Brittany aims to use evidence-based practices filter, filtered through the word of God to empower individuals to discover, navigate, and embrace their sexual selves without compromising their beliefs. So I guess in your Upbringing. Um, how did you? How did you settle on that? Did you? Did you not receive those messages too? Did you grow up in the church? How did you kind of settle upon this really being, um, you know, your line of work? So
1: um, I, I kind of and kind of didn't grow up in the church. Mm-hmm. Like I got say when I was tw- When I was twelve years old. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was dating this deacon, and we went to church, and then we got saved. And I was like, oh, okay. And, like, Jesus wasn't something that you really had to sell me on. Like, you know, like, growing up was pretty tough. So, like, the, the, you're giving me somebody who loves me no matter what and right. want to talk to me and spend time with me? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, give me. So where do I sign up? So it was like you didn't really have to sell me on him, So then even when my family stopped going to church, I, at 13 and 14, I was still walking the neighborhood, like, finding the open churches. And I went to a boarding school, actually, from 6th through 12th grade. Wow. And I was, so, you know, we did, we had sex education class. Miss Jones, um, shout out to her, rest in peace. She yeah. was, like, so wonderful. Like, this short, little, round, uh, Caucasian lady mm-hmm. with like 30 inner city, mostly from Philadelphia, black girls. And she was just like, I'm going to have to put this book to the left because you're not, you're not going to hear me with with these words or things. So she gave it to us real. She gave it to us raw. And I was like, okay, I appreciate that. And that was the only information that I got regarding sex. We didn't talk about sex at home. Um, There wasn't a lot of, you know, sexual Messages or lessons at the churches that I did go to, and like I said, I thought that because of my heart for people, I was supposed to be doing social work. Mm-hmm. And then once after that one class at Temple, I was like, okay, no, it's couples work. And then more so than couples work, it's it's sex therapy. So it was just one of those things that just dropped in my lap, and I was like, oh, that would be cute. And then it was one of those things like you just you know those things you just can't shake, and like, okay, I hear you, I'll do it, like,
0: right, like, like that, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So what topics do you think the church should be addressing head on? I know for me as a Catholic, I I, I think I'm kind of at this point in my life, I'm kind of having, I'm having a lot of different feelings. I mean, I feel like um, Mm -hmm. in being Catholic, there's a lot of stuff that comes with that. Like, I believe in things that the Catholic church does not believe in. Like, and when I go to some churches, depending on you know what time I wake up and like how close the church is, whatever, I'll mm. you know we have like my husband and I have code word. He's like, "So you going to abortion church this weekend?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> but like I'm just." And, <laughs> and what he means by that is there's a church there's there's a church down the street from us that like if I don't wake up early enough, it's like they have like the eleven. 1130 mass and literally it's like it doesn't matter what we it doesn't matter if it's Christmas Thanksgiving New Year's the priest is gonna be in the front like so how many of y'all gonna get on the bus ride for to go uh protest the abortion clinic and I'm sitting there like really wow like (laughs) so it's like there's that there's that without which I'm like conflicted with because it's like that goes against for me personally just staunch beliefs that I have. Um, But I want to be in this, I want to be in the space to be amongst other people. I find solace and peacefulness when I do go to church. And I, you know, you're running around during the week and sometimes it's just like you sit there and it's peaceful Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know, no one's interrupting you and you put your phone away and you know, it's so it's like, I want to be in that space, but then it's like sometimes the politics of it all around, like, birth control and, and you know, Absolutely. like how we feel about divorced people and it's just so many things. And so I, I think about my upbringing. I think about, I've, I've gone to Catholic school my whole life. And I think for me, the topics that I think that the Catholic church wasn't, you know, uh, talking about or battling head on was, y'all want to be just focused on abortion, but we don't want to focus on like why we don't want to focus on contraception. We don't want to focus on education. We don't want to frame abstinence in a way that's, that's empowering. Yeah. We want to frame abstinence in a way as I'm better than you. And if you're abstinent, you're better. And if you think these thoughts, then mm, I'm sorry for you. You really need to pray on that. And so it's just, it's for me, it's been this whole kind of cycle back and forth. And then I know for me being a Catholic, we have scandals in the church with, you know, Mm -hmm. priests, um, being pedophiles. And it's like, y'all ain't going to address that, but you want to be in people's face about all of these other things that aren't really (laughs) that, you know, that aren't exactly. So (laughs) what topics I guess, as, as far as your perspective and and you know the, the the sect or religious sect that you follow. What topics do you think the church isn't isn't um, addressing?
1: And you know what's interesting? First of all, you was preaching just there. <laughs> Go, on,
0: <girl. laughs> I had thoughts. I had so many thoughts. Yeah, you was going. I was I was hand half, hand half, half in the air like yes, <laughs>
1: yes. So, I mean, and the reality of it is that. The Catholic Church and you know the Black Church, the Pentecostal Church are is not really much different. Mm. It's Like the the what the focus maybe like the Catholic Church may focus on abortion or this yeah. other thing, but the just the model of I focus on what the what your the what's present what you present with yeah. as opposed to like the fruit mm. as opposed to the root. Mm. And what happens is that when you cut off the fruit but don't get to the root. the presentation continues. Uh. Like, if I go and snip some grapes and I don't pull it out from the roof, grapes are going to eventually grow again.
0: Yeah.
1: And so, and even in the negative practice, like, if I, I will, will, you know, we'll talk about, we'll judge that young lady that's come in and she's pregnant for the third time, she's not married, Mm. this is a different uh, father, Mm -hmm. she had to finish school, all of these things. But we're not looking at what she's searching for. Right. Why does she continually find herself in this situation? And even if she's not searching for anything, why does she Yeah. Does she, is, did she make a choice to have these many children? Right. Because that's, because that's not something that we will ever consider that anybody should <laughs> choose to do this. Or if she's yeah. not, if it wasn't a choice, if she's not having protective sex, if she's not using contraceptives, why, why doesn't she feel worthy enough to protect herself? Why right. doesn't she feel like, that's something that she should do for her? Why doesn't she feel empowered enough to have the individual that she's sleeping with use protection? Mm-hmm. Because that's a, that's another issue that some people deal with. Like, I don't want to ask them to, to use protection because I don't want them to think that I think they're doing something. And, like, just the psyche around sexuality is just so different and unique from one person to the next. Right. And to have this, the biggest issue I feel is that we have a cookie-cutter Mentality about what is supposed to be, mm. and I'm using air quotes.
0: Mm. And we
1: try to fit everybody in that cookie cutter, and then those that spill out the sides or don't quite fill it up all the way is what we have, you know, what we have a problem with. And you said it, you said it correctly. Like we don't, we're not looking at the why, we're only looking at the what. Right. And we, we like to ask the question like, what is wrong with you, as opposed to what happened to you. A little girl that you don't want to wear. You're upset that they're wearing pants, but did you ever consider why they don't want to wear a skirt? And not to catastrophize everything, like it could just be a personal preference, right. but we get, we're, we're so focused on just the presentation that we are not really look, or we're not caring enough to look behind right. what is actually going on. So, and there's a, so many topics that like, topics such as like homosexuality, it's, mm. a, it's absolutely Addressed in the church, but the way it is mishandled is just so. Ooh. It's just so painful. Like it's honestly painful at this point because the thing is that if you believe homosexuality is a sin, if you believe that the scriptures are clear on that, so be it. But to stand on from a pulpit in a position, anybody in a pulpit is in a position of power. Now, although the black church has lost some of its strength with mm. regard to. Uh, being a movement, like we moved away from it being a movement. Mm. And now it's just an institution. Yeah. However, there are some people who really connect to the church and look to the church for guidance and what should happen, what shouldn't happen. So if you're in that position of power and you stand in the pulpit um, spewing these derogatory uh, words and um, slurs and that kind of thing, it's terrible because... Whether you believe it's a sin or not, God still calls us to deal with one another in love. Okay. And there's nothing loving about the things that you are saying. Mm. Mm. And so, so when we call, when we use those, I don't even have to say all any the slurs that you could think about to yeah. speak about a homosexual right. male. That's a problem. When we say words like "whore" or "slut," we talk about or um, women who. Who aren't, who aren't married and have multiple children or, or who dress provocatively. You look at a woman who coming in in, a, um, in a, that's something that's deemed inappropriate dress, but did you consider that maybe she doesn't have anything else to wear? Right. And we can't focus on that. And so now we turn, we are the, like, sometimes we are the only price that some people look at. mm And so we have to be mindful of that. But then the thing is, there's times, and that's just out in the world, but there's times when people go right in the church where Christ is supposed to be, and people are, like, it seems like you're no further, you can't be further away from Christ than in the church of today. And it's really unfortunate because we're called as missionaries. It doesn't just mean missionaries in Haiti and all the place. Right here where we are, right with your neighbor, right in whatever context that you were to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And the way that we deal with different sexual issues, I don't believe that Jesus is pleased with any of it. I really, I really really don't. It's not even a matter. We don't even have to talk about what you find, what you believe to be a sin. Right. It's just the way that you, the way that you encounter, the way that you deal with these individuals, these individuals who are hurting, these individuals who have so much more to them than their sexual self. Mm. They identify as homosexual. Fine. But what about the poverty that they're dealing with? What about the abuse that they're dealing with? What about the insecurity that they're dealing mm. with? What about any number of other things that we get so caught up on that aspect of life that we want to sh- shoot people away? Then at the same time, we don't pour enough into that aspect of people's lives, which leaves people, like I said, out here making dangerous decision, mm-hmm. uneducated decision, right. getting, because the thing is, you're going to get the sexual information from somewhere. Because <laughs> our world and our society is becoming more and more sexualized as the day. I mean, when I was growing up, it was 8, 9 o'clock before anything remote. <laughs> <successful. laughs> <Yeah>. Now, <laughs> KY Deli is mixing with the Saturday morning <laughs> cartoon. It's so true. <laughs> so then, so then we're getting the messages. Is just our response. I feel like as sexuality professionals, it is our uh, responsibility and our mission to give them to combat what's out here right, right now. Right, and like we this we, we we have to because, like I said, you're going to, they're going to get the messages from someone. We just want to make sure that it's the correct messages. And the thing is that the church is in a place where people come to you. Like you don't have to seek them out; they come to you right. to, twice a week, in some instances, Bible study and Sunday school. You have the platform to pour into this vulnerable place of people's lives and we don't right and we, we're like not on a large scale where it should be and there are some amazing churches out here doing some amazing things definitely
0: and So i'm not trying to
1: make it seem like the whole body of is just true of, of
0: course <laughs> because
1: of course not. but the thing is just as a whole that we really really have to do better
0: Absolutely. So why do you think sex is so taboo? And I think you were alluding to it when you were like, there are things that we're, we're just not doing it. Why do you think it's so taboo? Why do you think they're just not taking on the responsibility to have real life conversations like this?
1: I think it's fear, mm. like fear, you know, fear of the unknown. I think it's a uh, fear of the responsibility attached to it because when you begin to deal with new things you begin to introduce new topics and and ideas you begin to give a platform for new conversations mm-hmm. then you you begin to expose new needs and when you expose the needs there is then a responsibility to meet that need in some way shape or form and then I think that that I think that that's the issue and then I think you know I mean sex and in general, and I think in many areas, contexts, and cultures, people would believe that sex is private. Right. So to have those kind of conversations out in public is, you know, that the, the mm. some of the taboos aren't too far fetched. Like, you know, sex is a pri- is is a private thing, but you know, and to put it out there. You know, people—is there so much shame attached to it, and that kind of thing? And but I think it's like it's funny because like it's between a rock and a heartbeat. It's like we don't talk about it because of the the privacy that's attached to it, or the fear or shame that's attached to it. But at the same time, we perpetuate the fear and the shame because we don't talk about it.
0: Right. You know? Right. No, I totally, <laughs> I totally get it. I think it's one of those things where we also like to act like sexual desires and the way your body feels and all that isn't normal and i know Mm -hmm. for me just like i said i went to catholic school all my life and i would be the person in the class like hey um excuse me all right so i'm gonna wait to have sex until i'm married and then what am i gonna do like do i get on birth control if i'm not ready to have a baby and they're like, no, 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 you can only have sex for, um, for making children. It's like, wait, okay, wait, I waited mm-hmm. all this time.
1: Right. <laughs> right. We don't, we don't teach it right. Cause the thing is that I, um, one of our, uh, workshops, um, sex and salvation, we teach about the three, um, three of the reasons God intended sex for procreation, mm-hmm. which is clear, <laughs> a partnership. Uh, partnership, yes, with of uh, connecting and coming together as one and and pleasure, like just flat out this feels good, so I'm going to do it pleasure, and, mm. no, and a lot of people I'm coming like, to your church God, like <laughs> I am a hundred percent, no doubt about it for sure that God intended sex to be pleasurable, yeah, why would it I, feel I'm so good? Of, <laughs> I mean, and like honestly, like so much so like I have, I have a workout called for this. God created my clitoris, then why shouldn't it feel good? Because the clitoris cre- is the only purpose for the clitoris. Yep, it's pleasure. That's it, right. It literally does nothing else. That's right. Like it's it's literally a beautiful wishbone shape. Because I wouldn't want to say bald, but then you know, everybody <laughs> thinks it's just that little piece. That's yes, nice.
0: that is <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs>
1: Right. the beautiful wishbone shape of nerve endings and just razzmatazz of joy. joy. <laughs> Which God, in all of his infinite wisdom, and he does nothing by mistake or just by happenstance, and all his intentionality says, mm-hmm. yep, I'm going to put that right there, and I want it to feel good. And the thing is that we are no closer to him than when we are in that intimate space. And then, and then, and the orgasm on top of it, like, like seriously, like it's, it's a gift. It is wonderful, and we don't And that's we teach it as sex is bad, don't do it. Right. And then when you get married, do it. As opposed to <laughs> if you if you believe in fornication being a sin, then sex is beautiful. Sex is wonderful. You just need to wait until the right time. Right. And then once you get there, just go, go all out. We don't te- like we teach it. Like that's a, it's it's so so covered and and murky and dark and terrible all the way up until all the way up to Friday night, Saturday morning you get married. That Saturday night you're supposed to be swinging from the chandelier. So not only is that mentally confusing, like where do I place my value system now because of the way it's been taught? Right. But then just as basic skill set level, like you can't have me walking. All the way up until Friday, and then I'm supposed to be an Olympic sprinter Saturday night. Like that just doesn't even make sense. And I'm not, and I'm not suggesting you know to have sex before marriage or anything. That I'm yeah. just saying there needs to be conversations. Like you can't, exp- you have to. Ex- we need to be exposed to and not assume that everybody is just these big balls. Of- Horn, this big horn ball where oh no let me and that's what it is like oh no let me keep it from me because I don't want you to sing mm. and I, I want to keep you I want to keep you in the dark because if I show you if I give you a little bit you go. it's gonna be over for you but then that's not the reality we don't teach like we that's a, a whole nother conversation right but singleness is another thing that we don't teach we teach singleness as if you haven't arrived yes
0: like, speak on it
1: like like, you ain't there yet. Like, you close, boo. Or if you're still single, it's, oh, it has to be because you done did something wrong. And you like, why you better learn how to cook. You better learn how to clean and get you a man, find you a man. Mm-hmm. Girl, you need a man. Oh, like, it's just so frustrating. Yeah. Like we, need, like, we don't, like, there's so many other things going on in life than conditioning women to be wives.
0: Definitely.
1: Now, don't get me wrong. I love being a wife. Right. Love everything about it. Love my husband. Mm-hmm. I love all of. I love all of it. These kids. I'm still on the fence about. But <laughs> I love, <laughs> no, I love my babies. I under. I love all of it. But I also know that I got married when I was 22, mm-hmm. and my husband was 32. Mm. And as I look back on it, I'm like, where were my mentors? I was 22 years old. Right. I ain't learned nothing. Ain't been nowhere. Ain't did nothing. And I got married, and had to raise these babies, and had to learn on the way. So that was quite yeah. a learning curve. Definitely. You know what I mean? Right. And if, I feel like if we had those, like we have mentorship to a degree in the church, but like we need to have those real life conversations about developing a savings account, like right before you before you get into and learn money management skills on your own. Develop your value system with regard to that so that when you get into a marriage, you have something to say, something to to contribute to the conversation. But I just feel like we teach women, like, get yourself together, be perfect so that you can become worthy enough to be married.
0: That's right. That's right. And it's so interesting that you brought up the singleness, um, (laughs) the singleness aspect, because... There's the comedian Kevin stage, and mm-hmm. he. I love her. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! And so he did this bit, and it was a while ago about there was a flyer that he was that he had posted. I guess that someone sent him, and the flyer was something about. It said something. I'm trying to pull it up. It said something like. um Baby seven, horny. Yes. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I think everybody, yes, and, like I think he. I think he, I think he made some really good points because he's like, okay, I'm watching porn. I have these ideas. I have these feelings, but you telling absolutely. me to wait, but you telling me That's to right. pray on it. Well, I prayed on it. and It's not working. Well, you told me to do this, and it's not working. And I just thought he made some really valid points. Absolutely, because
1: and it, he, it, he, he absolutely made some valid points. I, I saw that as well, and it. You would be amazed how many people. Screenshotting yeah. that that flyer, and since him like, "Oh, Brit, you see this?" and I'm like, "Yeah, I see it, and I love it." Go, on, girl, do your thing, <laughs> because the, the, that's the thing that like, we want to remove our humanity. Mm. Like some of these things are. I, I did not like wake up one morning wake up this morning and say you know what I want to be horny today like I just want to just be so fired up in my loins that I just can't get myself together that's not a decision that I made right it's just, it's a natural biological process right you have hormones and you know menstrual cycles and right you got blood and all- you got eyes right, <laughs> right. and listen it, it's, its it's getting full these men putting on these trench coats, these bears is growing out. And I'm like, (laughs) Lord. Yes. (laughs) Right. right. And the thing is that if you, and this is so funny because you teach, like you as in the church, you teach me that God is concerned about me, that every hair on my head is numbered, which means that that he is paying attention to everything that there is to pay attention to about me. So does right. that not include my sexuality? Does that not include my sexual needs, my sexual desires? When I'm calling on him to bring me through, am I not able to call on him for that aspect of my life? Am I right. not able to say uh, God, I want a husband who works, I want a husband who loves kids. I want a husband who's nine inches and now,
0: right.
1: now, I said that I said that one day at church <laughs> child, that was right <laughs> Right. grab your torture fish for <laughs> we god is concerned about us and in, in all of our needs and wants and he said we should have life and have it more abundantly and that includes our sexual needs and desires and we don't we don't we don't teach that enough we don't talk about that enough like i said we erase we try to erase our humanity and make us see like god created us sexual beings he created us it's not good for man to be alone. He created us to to live in community. So when you have sexual beings in community with natural biological processes and this wonderful little wishbone shaped <laughs> thing that does nothing else but get you riled up, you're going to have horniness is going to be a thing. Right. So how irresponsible is it of us as a, a protector of souls and Spies and all these other things could not address that aspect of our of a person's life. Right, right. And I and the millennial the thing is, there's the millennials this here generation is giving bust the doors of the church wide open. Okay, because they're not for they're not for the, oh oh God just pray about it. They're not for <laughs> it. They're not for it. they're not hearing it. And we need to develop a hermeneutic or a, a language of, of a way of bringing forth the Bible and the script in a way that speaks to the needs, wants, of this generation. We, we just have to. We absolutely have to because the thing is, they're not Melinda, I'm, I'm not saying they're like I'm not 29. No, it's my. We are not. We. <laughs> I'm on, they're not. <laughs> we. <laughs> we are not stand, right. We are not standing for it. We really aren't. And the yeah. thing is, it would behoove the church to speak to that, to that need, because we are mobilized and ready to hit the streets, hit the ground running on all, all great deal matters about um, social issues, forty-five right. and his nonsense, mm-hmm. like all, like all, like all of that. We're ready and mobilized to do it. So the church will, it will behoove the church to equip us with what is necessary to be able to carry that, Definitely. to be able to carry that out.
0: Definitely. So, in order to get that going, in order to make that change, in order to start having the church, to in sort in order to have the church, um, to get them to start having these courageous conversations, to get them to start having these honest uh, conversations, what do you think needs to change? What do you think the church needs to do?
1: The first thing the church needs to do. I want to say this in a nice way. Because the first thing that came to my mind, I feel like it's not, my parents are going to be like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not going to say that. It's a safe space.
0: It's a safe space.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, the church needs to get over itself. Mm. Obviously. Period. Like, we, like, first of all, and to recognize that the church is not The building is not those four walls. The church is a body of believers, and we need to recognize that we are called to continue the work that Jesus did here. And the most important of all of that work is love. Mm. Jesus ate with tax collectors, whoremongers, the poor, lepers, all He was all in the mix with all of it. So all of these people that the church has deemed, using air quotes, as Unworthy or inappropriate, and all that those are the ones that you need to we need to be reaching out to and having a heart for them and talking to them, praying with them, being there for them and and coming from a place of not knowing. Don't come in like you're an expert in a situation that you've never dealt with. Let me speak my peace, let me say what my plight is, let me say what my need is, and then meet me where I am. Don't withhold the good news until you feel like I've become worthy of it. Mm.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. What church, what church, uh, what church you starting? So wh- when you start this church so we can all come? Oh, and the thing is that
1: <laughs> we're actually a part of a church plant now called Life Church, called Life Church. Mm-hmm. And that, the pastor there, he's so, He's like his mind is just so different. His mind and his heart for God's people is just so empowering. Like the way he looks at what church is and how we and what what it means to be missional, what it means to be the hands and feet of Jesus out in the world. It's I feel so empowered to do the work that I do. Like I don't feel shamed. I feel like I can ask those tough questions, and that's another thing that i feel like the church could do is create that space where we can come and ask those questions where we can come and say i'm struggling in this area like that state like you just said like that safe space because the the church is supposed to is a sanctuary so i need to be able to have that and we need on a larger scale to be able to have that space to say this is what i'm going through this is what i'm confused about hey this thought pops into my mind like like, what's happening? Like, can I masturbate to hold, to hold myself over until <laughs> I get married? Like, is that a thing? Like, right. those kind of questions. Because those questions are on the mind of all of everybody. And the thing is that if I can't ask it in the church, the place where I find solace and all of those things, then I'm going to go Google it somewhere or talk to one of my friends. And they'll be like, girl, how are you supposed to get through? And then now I'm compromising my beliefs because I can't go to the, the place that's supposed to be my beacon of light because I'm gonna be judged.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's it's hard out here.
1: It's at- <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is especially when you and you wanna I don't I really believe that people want to do well. I don't right. I just don't believe that there's like I believe that there's overall good intentions from, you know, people with regard to wanting to do the right thing, but right. just either struggling or unsure, don't, don't know where to start, don't know where to turn, like, I just definitely was struggling. I just feel like, Lord, are you sure? <laughs> and some days, I'm like, is this the work, like, I could do, like, this whole child welfare thing, like, we could work that out for some time, Right. and he's like, nope, he's like, nope, 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 that's not what you do. And then every time I say something like that, I'll get an inbox Uh, or my sister, one of my cousins will call me, ask me something absolutely ridiculous, and I'm just like, oh, my God. You you got to do it. You
0: need need help. Who told you that? Where did you get that from? It's out here. It's out here. And, I mean, I think you're reaching a special niche that it takes a certain personality and credibility Mm -hmm. to be able to to be in these spaces that so traditionally have been trying to shy away from these conversations and bringing it in such an authentic way um because i mean i gave up i mean i don't want to say i completely gave up on the catholic church as far as bringing these conversations (laughs) but like I'm mm-hmm. I'm like, look, I just know this ain't going to be the space where we're going to do this. So right. until we get real, even about good touch, bad touch and healthy relationships yes. and things yes. that aren't necessarily, like, put the penis in and the V, consent. like... Listen, yes, consent and right. all
1: of that, yes. Right, yes, like,
0: yes. we're going to continue to struggle. So, I mean, I I am really appreciative to know that there's work um getting done out there and that we're gonna start having these conversations that are gonna be that are gonna be needed and if we don't and like you're saying we need the church to get over itself because it's like okay if you don't wanna get over yourself, well guess what? Nobody's coming here. Nobody's gonna right. to want to be in this space and you're going you're going like you're just not you're not gonna last through the next generation, basically. Like if you wanna right. keep coming through and just thinking yes that these old ideas are going to last, they're not because people are already over them. So, you know, absolutely. we're not going to make right. it unless absolutely. it changes. Yeah, I'm sorry, you can keep and going. And we're, no, I'm sorry,
1: hey, but you're absolutely right in that no And I know, and I know um, like I said, I'm not, I don't want it to come, sound like I'm coming down like super hard on the church, like the church is terrible and all this thing. And the thing is like, I feel like for the most part, I don't even think that it's intentional. Mm. I think that uh, we've gotten, the church has gotten in this space where they've just been functioning on muscle memory. Like, this is the way things have always been done. This is the way we're going to do things because this is what I know. And that fear of the un, unknown and that fear of the responsibility of what will happen if we, if we didn't change it. And the fear that I don't want to compromise. I, I don't want, I said, the, I just don't want Jesus to be mad at me. And I struggle mm. with that myself. Like, yeah. where is the line between Inclusive inclusion, yeah, and compromise mm. of of my belief. Mm. and that's and I so I don't so I don't I don't it's it's not that I can't understand why things are happening right, in, you know in the church, and I and I love I love the black church. I mean, there are some ways where we absolutely need to change, but the thing is that overall, like Matthew twenty eight says, go ye therefore. Mm. Baptizing all nations. So the thing is that you can't just pick and choose who you want to witness to, who you want to evangelize, who you want to disciple. You can't. That's not what that's not what uh, God said. Now there are people who you are called to. Just like I have my niche and you have yours. I, that I understand. But at the same time, you can't. You don't get the right to deem somebody unworthy. That's okay. my biggest. That's my biggest problem. You don't get that right. And the thing is that there are homosexuals, transsexuals, who love, 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 love Jesus Christ. Of course. And you don't get to say that they don't or that they aren't doing it right because of the end. if you feel homosexuality is a sin, then that person who is same-sex attracted or, or has sex with people of the same sex or same gender it's just in the same boat, according to you, as you who haven't forgiven your sister because she still owed you sixty dollars mm. from nine years ago. Mm. <laughs> so, if everybody if we wrapping everybody up, you won't get up in that boat too. Right. And that's what we don't. That's what we don't want to. We don't want to look at our own faults. Like we want to be the judge for others, but then we want to stomp our hands and call on grace when it's our stuff.
0: Right. And, and I that's mean, just not fair. I, I I hear you on the like when when if, am I compromising or or am I walking mm-hmm. in it? And I think that's a question that I've that I've kind of gone back and forth with. And for something such as educating other people about their sexuality and about their sexual health, if something brings me that much joy and I feel closer to God, like I literally know when I step up in the building and I step up into a classroom and I'm talking Uh to people about their sexuality, Uh I, that for me, that's like my form of showing like, yo, God gave me these gifts and, and I know, I I know I'm doing God's work. So whenever anyone tries to come for me, I'm like, no, 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 no. This is what I was meant to do for me to not walk in. My purpose is going against all the gifts that were given to me to do this work. Like I could sit here and act like this is not what brings me joy and passion and wakes me up in the morning, but it is so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and you're bringing deliverance with you when you come,
0: okay? And that's like we again that
1: cookie again that cookie cutter model of what deliverance looks like, what um, what ministry looks like, all of those kind of things. And not, and I'm not, you know putting anything on you, but if, you're, if you feel like God, if this is a calling, God has called you to it, and you're walking in it, you're bringing deliverance with you. There is somebody that is attached to you that you are supposed to speak to, that you are supposed to pour into, and those strongholds are being lifted by, by this education. You may not ever quote one scripture your whole time doing right. this work, but just educating somebody, letting them know what consent is, letting them know, just because that's your husband does not mean you have to. <laughs> like he does, like there is consent that is required even in marriage,
0: right? Right, and absolutely.
1: No, or, or just says no, don't put sugar in your vulva ever, <laughs> never put sugar no! you anywhere near your, your vulva. No, don't do it. I don't care what candy says, I don't care what she talks about in candy Code night. Sugar in the vulva is another, it's no. a because no, because it has lips doesn't make it a mouth, right. And saying things like that is this—it could be just as empowering, and just as delivering, and just as freeing as "For God so loved the world." Well, maybe not right. that because you know that's my favorite scripture. But you get the point. <laughs> you get my, You get my point. No, I get it. To, and, the, and the thing is that if God called us to it we have to do it no matter what they say
0: or say listen I wish I wish somebody I wish somebody would tell me something again uh, no Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm -mm, mm -mm.
1: because the thing is I'm not getting to heaven if what Jesus said to me didn't I tell you to do X Y and Z but you let John tell you know (laughs) who you listen to Jesus or John I'm like Jesus for 500 hours
0: Oh my goodness. Brittany, I really appreciate having this conversation with you. I'm sorry to hold you up. I know you're busy. You're busy out here. You're about to, you're about to build this, this brand new church. I'm about to cross state lines to come to. I mean, you're, you're in Philly. So you're only like two and a half hours. I'm in Baltimore. So you're only like two and a half hours away from me. So well, I'm working
1: on trying to get, um, <laughs> some Facebook live for our uh, right now we're doing Bible studies on Wednesdays and we're trying to get some social media presence proper. so you may be able to tune in sooner than
0: you can true true (laughs) true so where can listeners find you do you have any upcoming events or how can we support your work
1: okay so I'm on Facebook as Brittany Mitchell um, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. Right. I am on, and as I told you in the beginning, I kept all my names. So on <laughs> Instagram, I'm Brittany Broadus, B-R-O-A-D-D-U-S. And I also have the Intimacy Firm uh, page on Instagram and Snapchat. My next event, I don't know if you're going to be in the New Orleans area, but I'll be uh, speaking at Sister Song. Um, let's talk about sex 2017, uh, this Song's is a reproductive justice organization and we'll be,
0: I'm going to yeah, be there. Um, you'll be there. I'm going to be right there, girl. I'm going to see you in new Orleans
1: then. Hey, October 5th, October, October we'll be there. And then we'll be doing our, um, our conference if um, our workshop, excuse me. Uh, if God created my clitoris, reviewing the pleasure principles and sex positive. Lord,
0: I, yes. Okay. Uh, look at us. So all excited. up in the same look
1: circle. Them, right? Look at that. A week right. before. <laughs> right? And that's great. So i uh, that's what I have um, coming up next. We do, on Instancy First page, we do Talk to Me Tuesday. Every Tuesday where we do Ask the Sex Coach or we'll uh, present a question. And I really, really love engaging with with our followers. Um, get ready to do some product reviews pretty soon. Nice. So you can follow, follow me on any of those. I would greatly appreciate it. And that's where you can really stay updated on all the things that we have coming up
0: next. Absolutely. And I will add all of those to the, um, to the, uh, the, the link to show links. So they'll have all of that information in there as well. Cool. So the last question I have for you <laughs> is how do you build your Vaggisting? So, Vagisteam was a concept that I came up with um, in 2014, and basically I define vagisteam as the concept um, by which one builds the confidence of and in their vulva and vagina, and I believe that this confidence leads to a healthy and satisfying sex life. So, how do you build your vagisteam?
1: I build my vagisteam by number one, taking care of my vulva. Okay! Like Like not putting sugar. In her, yes, taking care of her, keeping her clean. I think I build my vaccine scene by making her available when I want and not available when I do not want, and that includes when I want some my own time. Okay. She's available to me. As, she's available to me okay. as well, and I build my most importantly, I build my baby scene by owning everything that comes with her. I feel like the vulva is just this mysterious thing from the fact, even calling it a vulva mm. is new to some people, what the clitoris is, all that, by just being knowledgeable about everything that she comes with, the ins and outs, and accepting her for who she is, including the the uh, the struggles of orgasm and all of those things. It's accepting her as she is and then, She's wonderful just as she is. She doesn't need to be fixed, tweaked. She's not broken in any way, shape, or form. She is who she is. Miss Kitty is who I call her. Yes! Yeah. Me and Miss Kitty, we tight. Me and Miss Kitty, we tight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Thank you for sharing that tip with us. Um, no. I really appreciate you taking the time out to be with us. Thank you for sharing all your great insights. I can't wait to see you out here. Um, yes. just doing it because we need your voice so much so it's, it was an honor and a pleasure speaking with you, thank you so much
1: I appreciate it so much I, I look forward to uh, pop, uh, excuse me possibly working with you again in the future this was absolutely amazing your podcast is an amazing platform to be able to get these conversations out there for those who want to hear
2: it because the need is definitely there
0: thank you because as a
2: teenager I wish somebody would have kept it real with the boy. I raised my hand like, yeah, what do I do? I want to have the sex. This, I really did this in church. In a, uh, It was like a teen conference. I was like, what do you do when you want to have the sex? They were like, well, you just pray about it? Okay, yeah, did that. Prayed about it. Still want to have the sex. Well, then you got to take a show, a cold shower. Okay, yeah, now I'm just cold. S- still want to have the sex. We'll pray again about it. I prayed. Took the cold shower. What else? Read the Bible. I'm going to read Song of Solomon. But does that help me? Those are the only three answers we're really allowed to give. Pray about it, take a cold shower, read the Bible. The more you spend time with God, the less you think about the sex. Yeah, but I've been looking at xxx.boobsbutt.com backslash fat butt, fat black butt, slash org. Did you pray about that? No, I just went on AOL.com and ruined my mother's computer
0: hey y'all welcome to the badger podcast it's vanessa here and paris and you know we're having courageous conversations about love sex and everything in between and today we are mansplaining all the shit i don't know there's a lot of stuff going on yeah a little
3: I i don't know i really don't i care about the alleged victim but i really don't care about the nelly story Harvey Weinstein is
0: more early. okay. That's... Give us the background on Harvey really shortly, okay, because so I I mega... just expected white men to be white mening. Like I don't know. Well, what. to me it was like <laughs> I was like cool.
3: Bill Cosby was just like I'm the king of non-consent. I got this. Don't worry. <laughs> and Harvey Weinstein was like hold my drink. <laughs>
0: Stop. So who hold is this? Drink. Like I know nothing about this he guy. What's is... going on?
3: Like um. He's probably the biggest producer in movie history. Mm-hmm. He's made, um, I think, three hundred of his movies have been nominated for Oscar. Oh damn! Every year, his movies like pretty much win a Oscar. Um, whenever you watch a movie before it starts, it'll have Weinstein and company, and it's like the three um, spotlights like going up. <laughs> you see it every movie, every every like crit- critically acclaimed movie. He is the producer behind, Damn. So like he's like he's the kingmaker in Hollywood. Harbs. So
0: who is he trying to buy NBC?
3: He, didn't, like, that's the thing. He doesn't even want NBC because <laughs> he does his own thing. Like, um,
0: he's trying to take over Fox News. But this
3: is the funny thing about it. NBC actually killed the story. One of their uh, people had the scoop, and mm. they were just like, "Nah." And then one, I think, Shut allegedly, up. like um, Affleck and Matt Damon were like. No, New York Times, don't do the story. Stop.
0: Well, you said who, now what?
3: Matt Damon. Shut up. Ben Affleck. Like, gotta this add is him how... to the
0: list. I gotta add him to the list. So,
3: like, he's done... Uh, Mira Savino, um... he been doing it over the years. is basically just, uh... Whipping his dick out. And, like, forcing women to, like, just go ahead and... What? Well, he's a kingmaker. So, are you gonna do it? Do you want this part oh, or no? Oh, he's at, so at the women so he's are like,
0: Bill Cosby, like... Bill
3: Cosby at least gave them a scholarship. (laughs) These women couldn't even get roles after. That's all I'm saying. Like, none of these women. There was,
0: um, who's the brown haired actress? She came out. They had her on record because apparently this came out because New York Times did a full expose, which is how this came out. And
3: he came out and he um,
0: admitted it.
3: He admitted it and said, I'm going to go to counseling. I'm actually going to fight. I'm going to put all my effort into the NRA, fighting the NRA and making sure more uh, women are represented in the film industry, which is why he gave $5 million to USC, which uh, up until an hour ago, they actually gave back. I don't whatever. I don't see the point in giving <gasps> it back when he already gave it to you after the fact to show that he was sorry now and that it's yeah. bigger, you wanna give back five million dollars to actually could be used for something. This like is you weird. can say F you we're gonna keep your money. Really F you. Right. Really, 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 really F you. We're not even gonna say any, we're not going to give you praise for this. We're not going to name anything after you, but we're still going to make sure that women filmmakers are actually given the money and the upset they need to actually right. tell their stories. And actually, we're actually we, they should actually give a one million dollar prize to the best per, to the person who can make uh, the best lifetime movie about Harvey Weinstein. Shut the.
0: Hell. But, this is um, so much. So wait, was New York Times sitting on this for years, or did they just have? Because that would be. But they've been sitting on too. it.
3: People, this is the thing. It was like the dirty secret. Everyone knew. Like, if you ever went up to anybody in Hollywood and was like, "You know, Harvey did that to such and such young lady," they'd be like, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He does that.
0: Oh, it's like this. It's
3: like because he's the person who can go and not only tell his company we're not doing anything with her, he can go to the next company and go, hey, she's a bat. She's she's crazy. She's bat shit. She's not reliable. Don't.'" You don't want her for anything. Mm-mm. You can shut it down. Absolutely wow. shut it down. So, like, he usually, he literally used his power and his privilege to force women into situations. And, um, there was.
0: I'm just reading. All he actually got caught in a this. sting,
3: actually. He, um, there was an Italian. A, well,
0: what winner, the hell like, is this story? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it was
3: like she won Miss Italy or. The runner up, she came to uh, one of the parties that he he produces parties. He like he's a money man, so like it was this big party. She came, they met.
0: Yeah.
3: Of course, the next day, Harvey Weinstein wants to meet you. Um, he does the whole. You're gonna meet with the the female like casting director, mm. so that they feel comfortable. Yeah. And then like midway through like the meeting, he's like, yeah, so uh, were you going um do this that that so right. now it's just them two okay he's a very domineering over like and, yeah and not only is he physically imposing he's he, like you know he is like the rainmaker so he like forces himself on her start groping her she doesn't know like she knows it's harvey weinstein but she doesn't know it's harvey weinstein she uh. doesn't care she goes and tells the police Hello. He invites her to this thing later on that day. Oh he calls her God. and gets really upset that she didn't show up because she's at the police station. Right. So the police are like, "All right, we're gonna put a wire on you." They put a wire on her on him and yeah.
0: I didn't read this damn story. He's I was loaded. like, hmm, just white men, no. just being white men. No, no,
3: no, no. He makes Cosby look like.
0: It's nothing not yeah, to this. He makes
3: you talking about like,
0: silence yes. around this shit? Damn. And
3: it was like it was absolute fear. No one wanted to say anything because you did not want to be in Harvey's movies. Every, every year his movie is nominated or wins the Academy what? Award.
0: So wait what happens when they put the wire on her?
3: Oh you hear him um, you hear him like say like you know um, you can be a great You're going to be the next great star. I'm going to give you a dialect coach. Do you want to come to my room? And he's like, she's like, no. He's like, no, no, you should really come to my room. No, 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 like, really, come to my room. Come to my room. Come to my room. Like freaky. Yeah, like, literally, like, but it's out in public, so he can't really do anything. But, like, he's like, no, you should really come up to my room while I take a shower. My Yeah.
0: And he gets these
3: women to come to the room. And it was kind of like the same thing about Kazi when our first reaction was, like, why are you going into the room with this person? But I guess if you really want...
0: It's that pressure, and I think we underestimate... Like, I was telling you before we started recording, I just literally came back from teaching a class with boys. Like, the pressure thing doesn't... Like, they don't understand... Like, they don't understand because boys aren't, I would say, in their everyday, just going to school, just normal day, aren't being like, hey... Hey, they're not being propositioned no. all the time and they're not being pressured. And like something I had to tell them tonight, I was like, hey, so how could you how could you tell somebody's into something? And they all had these different nonverbal things. They were like, oh, it's when somebody gives you like the eyebrows, and one boy was like, when somebody gives you the tongue. And I was like, what the tongue? tongue? <laughs> so this these all of them, it. all of them stuck their tongues out and started doing these like roly, like Ah, things with their tongues what and, middle and,
3: in, <laughs> in middle school.
0: And I was like, y'all, let me tell you something. Since the time I was 11 years old, I've seen all of these things, and none of these things work, nor are they cool. Wait, and, was
3: that what the girl does to them? Or no, or no, they no. They were, saying,
0: they were saying that that's what they do to girls, and hopefully they. They never watch Scarface? Fun. It didn't work hopefully they respond to it and I mean there's also some of them were like that's not what I do but that's what I see or that's what I see in movies or like you know like the girl looks at the guy and then it's like it's set and so I don't think like like I'm saying people underestimate like how much pressure can overtake yeah. someone because literally there are situations where you say yes to something but you because you felt like you couldn't say no so I'm sure Harvey was just like you should come to my room and after the 10th try somebody's like Oh my God! You're not gonna leave me alone. Okay, fine. Let me just get this over with, or whatever. And you go, and it's also just like that intimidation, that fear. Well, well what if I don't?
3: It was the one story where he literally whipped out his penis. He took her head, made what him start, f- and she goes, "I was telling him no the entire time, and he just just didn't like That's let go some... of my head. So I just started giving him head, and it was just like,
0: it's that." Because who knows, like, like if you're yeah, bold what's... enough, and I can imagine going through someone saying, if you're bold enough to push my head there, are you bold enough to kill me, strangle me? Like, I don't know what the hell's happening here anymore. Like, yo, Harvey.
3: Yeah, he is.
0: You are. I
3: don't know what's going to do to the movie industry. That's not important, but. uh <laughs>
0: No, it's not important. Yeah, the hot
3: movies is probably done, but, uh... Yo, what
0: the hell? I mean,
3: that's a small price to pay I was just
0: looking at, at just like, I googled his name, because honestly, I saw it, and literally... You can just go to
3: these right here, and you'll see that, like, it'll say, like, cover up, and this person had this story at this time and did nothing. Oh, man. Apparently,
0: Brad Pitt... Yeah, they all
3: knew.
0: Brad Pitt like harassed him. Oh, Gwyneth about Paltrow, J- right? Yeah,
3: Gwyneth Paltrow and Angelina Jolie, I think, are two other people that came out and said yes. Yo, what
0: the hell is happening here? Um, apparently, well, I just saw a tweet from Terry Crews, who says this whole thing with Harvey Weinstein is giving me PTSD. Why? Because this kind of thing happened to me. Like, I mean, I can't. He did it to Terry Crews. I can't. I can't tell. I- I don't know what's going on. Um, I don't know. I can't see. I'm not big on... I'm not good at Twitter. Hold on. I could just... This is the first thing I see. I don't see the second tweet. I don't see his follow-up. It's just all comments below it. Yeah. And people well, are assholes oh, then, in the comments because wait, somebody and then, was then like... Then
3: Trump said... No. I'm not surprised. No.
0: Trump, if you don't shut your ass up... Maybe you
3: shouldn't speak on If that. you
0: If you don't shut...
3: Just, you know, just...
0: Like I said, white men, white menning, which is why I did not click on it. I was just like, what the...
3: He literally said what Harvey's been doing. When you are rich and powerful, you can grab them by the pussy and there's nothing, they, they like it. He lived by that creed. He
0: clearly did.
3: You guys, even though you guys are diametrically opposed on different political spectrums, you guys don't like each other, your rich, powerful privilege thinks that you can go and literally, literally grab a woman by her vagina and go... He going to sleep with me tonight because I am. And then Hardy imagine. Because I am Donald Trump.
0: And at least, the thing is, this woman, like, this woman report, why am I sitting away from the microphone? This woman <laughs> reported it and felt powerful in doing that for, who knows?
3: I think she. Who she, knows? I don't think she realized how big he was. And that's the sad part. I think it was, think that is part a sad it was part. because of her her being naive.
0: And it's that it's probably that feat with the other women, ignorance, it probably Her be... ignorance,
3: literally was bliss because she had no, she knew he was important. She didn't know he was that important. She didn't know it happened to other women and no one done did anything. Because I'm pretty sure that if that if she had known that, wow, she probably would have been like a little more hesitant, way more hesitant to meet him. But if they were forced into close quarters, she probably wouldn't have said anything either because he's done this. Nothing's ever happened. But these women who he's done this to who objected probably didn't get the role they wanted or they were banished from Hollywood or wherever they were. And it was just he took he took advantage. And wow. I'm not happy to see this is happening, but it's it was it goes to the, back to the whole argument. Why? Why? I think like black social media is are We're hard on each other more than we are about these other stories. It was no different from, like, the Joaquin Phoenix thing that we were talking about late, earlier. Mm. Like, where, like, these white men out here doing stuff as well. Here's the thing. They're out here doing you stuff. You know what? Now, sad. that was
0: something I wanted to talk about. And, of course, we need to talk about it when we have more time. That... You, and so, remember when you said... I think you said it, like, the last time we recorded. And I was like, yo, we're talking about you, though. That... So there was a, a story that I saved, which we will talk about next time, where I think a woman, it's, it, it was a think piece, a woman had wrote like black men, I'm not calling them street harassers anymore, I'm calling them terrorists. And everybody was like, yo, yo, but white men be doing the same shit. Dude, let me tell you something you accountable because white men out here oh, doing no, shit? Oh, no, no, like, hold me
3: accountable, but, like, that
0: just, that mentality, and I'm not saying oh, it's yeah, where yeah, you yeah. are completely, but that mentality, like, like, I've been seeing that all over my social media, and then I saw black women coddling black men on some, yo, this is, this is some real attack, attackful shit out here, like, we oh, can't no, just no. be having white men out here acting the fool, no, you and you them. getting called my out, thing I'm worried, You know what? Let 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 folks handle the white man we handling ours over here. See,
3: I want See, I want black woman social media to attack everybody. An <laughs> equal opportunity attacker cuz y'all wait. See, we y'all are, ferocious. We are ferocious about Dove soap right now. We, when Harvey Weinstein is actually committing actual crime. I'm mad
0: about Harvey. I'm mad about Harvey, but the thing is is that I hear you, but that doesn't I don't know. I I I, I think in our grander scheme, I'm not meeting a Harvey's. I'm meeting the average dude on an everyday basis who thinks he's Harvey and trying to grab me and trying to talk to me any way that he can. Like, And that's the thing. Like, It feels like the black men that I've been seeing commenting on this shit is they want to be white men so bad. Like, I want to do the same shit too. Like, yo, bro, we're we're talking about you right now. I'm talking about how you're a terrorist to my body. I'm talking about how you are like a white man in this way. See? You know what? It's full circle. It becomes full circle. But that's the shit. I'm just like, y'all. Like, I saw two... Too many comments in that comment section being like, yo, you know what? These two weeks have been really feeling attacked. I've been feeling really attacked right now when white men just just literally How are you
3: feeling attacked?
0: Just literally with these news stories. It really has
3: nothing to do with you personally.
0: (laughs) Really feeling attacked right now. They trying to put all these black men on blast. No, no, honey. Like we finally trying to speak up for ourselves and get ourselves together and call you out. Like you want you want to be Harvey so bad. You want to be Harvey so bad. We're not supposed to say nothing about it. We're supposed to just be like, I never want to be
3: Harvey. I want to be magic.
0: You want to be magic? Magic? You mean Magic
3: Johnson? He never had to Harvey anybody. Back in the Showtime Heart, if you want to be anybody, be magic. (laughs) Safe sex magic. I want to be safe sex Magic Johnson. I don't want to be Harvey. I'm not trying to grab it. I'm trying to have it being thrown at me. And I have to be like, stop. Excuse me. Stop it. Excuse me. Respect yourself. I am not a piece of meat. I want to be magic. I don't want to be Harvey.
0: You want to be... Me- I've never heard about that... Comp- you know, I'm glad you thought about be that Be magic, one. not Harvey. <laughs> anyway, so you had Dove on your on your agenda.
3: Yeah, just everybody chill out. I don't, I don't even but, want to go into it. Oh,
0: sorry. Before we get to Dove, it's really... This is really... Uh, like, I'm not up on this story, but like...
3: You, like, we can discuss it first. Like, I yeah, guarantee you... Yeah, we will do like, this. Like, this is like literally the tip of the iceberg. There's going to be... heads are going to roll. There'll be other celebrities...
0: Yeah, it seems like like from these Terry Crews tweets, um, he's saying um, that he was at a Hollywood function and a high-level executive came over to me and groped my privates. Jumping back, I said, what are you doing? My wife saw everything. I looked at him like he was crazy. He just grinned like a jerk. I was going to kick his ass right then and there. But I thought twice about how the whole thing would appear. As a
3: black man. See,
0: 240-pound Black man stops on Hollywood honcho would be the headline the next day. Only I probably wouldn't have been able to read it because I would have been in jail. So I think, I mean, he has a lot more tweets about this. But I mean, I think it speaks to and he talks about like how he empathizes with, um, the, women? with the like with the folks that have remained silent because this happens. You feel silence like it is. This is there's a reason, systematic reason why women don't speak up or why abu- like why survivors of abuse don't speak up, because systematically no there's there's no going was, to be something put no it against them. And no one wants them. to believe that, right? No one wants, to and believe, then nobody wants to believe you. No
3: one, no one wants to believe that the man who has given so much money to progressive causes and and that that was another thing, politicians knew like people yes. had to know oh my
0: gosh or
3: something if one. not the politician the person that works with a politician in charge of making sure this person is a creep giving me money he gave money to barack he gave money to Hillary. shut up he gave this guy was like one, one of the first calls for like hey uh if barack's probably going out to hollywood he's going to call harvey harvey's going to get some people together Yo, and i'm is- going to raise some money so this is like
0: And then that's the thing. Like, like, this is Harvey. Like, he's a big shot. But imagine your everyday person. Like, they're not even navigating the scale of like wealth and power. They don't have a job, right? Like, you. I'm dealing. I'm dealing with the person who's like street harassing me or whoever sexually assaulting me. Man, but then imagine. I gotta go. (laughs) But we still not. And we still not saying anything. And I mean, I feel like there's just very systematic reasons why we're not. So we got. We got a lot of work and education to do. I mean, I hope the boys I was teaching tonight—they they didn't. They did. We got we got some. I got I got like three more classes to do with them on consent. <laughs> Cause today was literally the tip of the iceberg. Those those eighth grader these seven eighth grade no boys means no. Those seven eighth grade boys were like, I don't understand. A girl can't rape a boy because she doesn't have a penis. And I'm just like, no, no, wait, no. It's about power and control. <laughs> let's let's talk about power. All right, Dove. Sorry, and we empathize with the survivors. Yes. so terrible. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I just want people to chill out with Dove. Like, it, like I saw the commercial. Chill Once out. I saw the commercial, chill it gave me context Dove. to the print ad.
0: You said chill out on Dove, though. Chill out on Dove.
3: Like, just like.
0: See, my thing there's is there's so
3: many other things in the world that you can actually grasp and hold on to, and go, "This is bullshit." That you don't have to like go and look through Vanity Fair. And look at the like the first fifteen pages of the ads and go. This is what I want to be mad about, and this is why I'm going to boycott this.
0: I mean, here's the thing: and, we got to take whatever it takes to dismantle. Oh, I'm just saying, this is just like poor the shame. This is the same thing with shame moisture for me. Like, folks are on my Facebook talking about. I mean, I wasn't offended. I wasn't talking to you, boo boo. I never <laughs> even said like. I'm offended. I said, this is what happens when you do not have a diverse workforce. This is what happens when you tokenize us. This is what happens when you hire us and then you don't have us speaking at the table or we feel like we can't speak at the table. Because if that, if I was at the table, I would have been like, Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. Flip it. Flip it. Flip it. Flip it. Flip it. This is the concept. Put, put the white girl up top. Nah. And put the black girl what the hell bottom. is this? First of all, here's the thing. For me, the ad didn't even make Sense. No, I got it. it. Didn't even make so, sense. Like it was the, just the, a like bad the, ad.
3: So, I got it. Like the dingy shirt you're taking it off, and then the shirt you have on under is white.
0: No, so, I don't even think that's what they were trying to do. I, they were literally trying to show like Dove is for all different skin tones and hair types. Boo and there was like the transition. No, <laughs> you see, it was.
3: Oh,
0: it okay. wasn't even so, good.
3: All right, so even oh, it no, you're right because. Good. They actually took the shirts off, and it kept getting lighter and lighter. oh, darker yeah. and darker. Whatever it was. So when you watch a commercial, you're like, <laughs> okay, that's cool. Like, all right, that's, it did sense. It's not offensive, but it's just stupid. Whatever, man. Like, so you people gonna buy Dove anyway? Like, you don't have to even have commercials, Dove. Like, we know you're We there. know it's yeah. So, we know that's you're why there. I'm
0: just saying, like, like if, actually
3: fix your men's like squeeze soap because it sucks and if, it doesn't lather. If I that's was what you need
0: to do, if I was in the room. Because they clearly don't care about. I mean, yes. And then that's the other thing. Folks are like, "Oh, Dove. They're the my, they're most diverse board. I'm not. I, they're most diverse in their advertising. Listen, listen. All, have black y'all,
3: people dove? all
0: y'all could. All y'all could have done was just had all different types of women in the shower, just mm mm mm, mm yeah, just like, caressing myself with the soap. I'm coming out the, the by, shower, yeah. and then here's the Dove soap that I use, and it's. All melty in the shower because that's what Dove yeah, does. Yeah,
3: it does. It dies in the boom. shower boom.
0: End of commercial. But no, what y'all wanted to do was this. I don't know what shit. And then now we got y'all in trouble. You it have
3: the... like an old Navy commercial kind of. But like, you clearly like...
0: have the icon. What do you call it? iconography of the the whole like where they where they got the screenshot where it was like the black to white yo. There's some things that are triggering to people. That's not okay. And they not you, had you me as, in the as room, a white
3: person. They saw it and they were just like, "No, that's cool. Like we have, we have, we're putting, we're putting the black lady up go. top. There you go. We're putting the black lady up top to show her importance in the ad, and, the and we're putting the white lady spoke, yep. down bottom. The and. And, and we, then, and white then, people, no, we know our place, so we, it doesn't matter if we're top or bottom, but to our black consumers, it means a lot. And then they were just like, no. But somebody was like, but you can't have her almost <laughs> taking off the shirt and having no white lady with the shirt completely off. I got it. When I first saw it, I was like, damn, that looks dumb as hell. Why would they do that?
0: It's just weird. And then I saw the commercial,
3: and I was like, okay, well, it was a horrible print. But, like, for everybody to go, let's boycott dough. But then... If you're listening and you are boycotting Dove, make sure you boycott Unilever, which makes Dove, and look up all the products. No Talente, no Ben & Jerry's, no Breyers, no Popsicles, it's true, no... Man. It's a lot of stuff you're going to have. If you wanna woke, want corporations, you to be woke, I want you to be all man. the way, because this is a multinational corp. This is a conglomerate. Look that up, too, if you don't know that. They own a lot of stuff. They do own and a lot of stuff. And when shit. you look at the stuff that you're going to have to boycott, you're going to think twice and be like, you know what? That isn't that bad. It's dumb. It is bad. It's but just like not... all this hoopla. But you're when right. There, there are people in Puerto Rico dying right now. Like, there's stuff that we really could be focusing on. And you're worrying about a Dove commercial.
0: I think, I think we could be mad at both. I'm gonna say that. Yeah, but, but you I...
3: don't say anything about Puerto Rico. We keep saying stuff. Not you. But yeah, say yeah,
0: yeah. I think one of the one of the um awesome podcasts I listen to, T with Q and J, they. Had talked about like boycotting like L'Oreal, and one of the hosts was like, "Yo, but they own so much shit that mm-hmm. what like I need to find other ways to either support small businesses because that's the way I do it. Like I don't buy Dove myself, um, but I do go to Shea Man at Lexington Market and buy the soap, or I go <laughs> to Whole
3: Foods. You have no idea what you're supporting right there, but go for it." Knock yourself out.
0: Or I buy... I don't... I haven't bought his in a while. But I typically go to the Whole Foods and I get the the soap that's like supporting Guatemalan women. And I'm like, all right.
3: <laughs> Come on. Or you get the Shea Moisture Black soap. Why don't you get that?
0: I haven't gotten the Shea Moisture Black. No. You know why? I'm going to tell you why.
3: You still mad?
0: You see? That's the thing with Shea Moisture. Y'all. Diversity. When y'all going to learn real and inclusive Diversity is the name of the game. Somebodies would have told you, hey, y'all. Hey, I'm sorry. Just, I just had a question. Just wanted to clarify. They would have been at the staff meeting like, wow, great print, Brad. So, let's think through. Like, <laughs> somebody's Bodies in the room could have been like, hey, yeah. Mm-mm. That Woo. Better <sighs> gonna work. I would have even one to be just, mm. Okay, tell me more about where you were going. You gotta create the doubt. See, there was no one there to do that. Yeah, Everybody everyone was like, sits in that this,
3: room is, and everyone agrees. this is yeah, amazing. This is awesome. Good job. Great. That's what they all do.
0: Oh my gosh.
3: But yeah, I, I don't know. I I feel like, you know, if you wanna boycott the all means go for it, but just make sure you um you boycott all Unilever products and I I would say if you haven't seen the commercial... Watch the actual commercial... Um, It gives some context. So if you're still gonna be upset about it, the model spoke up.
0: The model spoke up. I mean, I think she. I mean, she was just like, "Yo, like this is being blown out of proportion." Like she gave her piece. I I also don't care.
3: They want blood. I also people want blood.
0: I, I I just think that I think that people could do whatever the hell they want with their money. If you want boycott it, go ahead and boycott it. If not, like it's your money. I can't. And that's the thing with. In thinking through the broader lens of things, if like Dove is what you can afford and you can't be trying to get the the goat milk soap, by all means, like, I'm not gonna make those economic decisions for you. Like, boom. However, for me, it wasn't even,
3: am I offended?
0: Am I offended or not offended? I think I've accepted that like companies and brands may be racist. And don't or, think about me in their advertising. Clueless. And
3: they're just clueless. That's okay. Right. I think they're just. I think they're clueless on a lot of. A they're lot of things. not
0: thinking and through how you, things look. They so, looked at
3: it and went, "The black ladies up top, we're putting her on shine." Very surface level shit. And that was it. That was it. That <laughs> was it. because surface think about level it. shit. Right if there. If you are a white person, you don't have to think about right. You, what we think about, right? Like as a man, I can put an ad out, and some women go, "That's offensive." I'm like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> no, this is
0: totally fine. No, that's,
3: that's cool. I can I can speak in front of a group of women and say something that could be completely offensive." I'm like, "Wait, what did I say?" Because I'm not looking at it through their lens. That's right, and that's and that's half of the battle, right there. And most people don't get that. So, it's like, it's, well, and
0: that's the thing. And most companies don't get that, which is why
3: they keep getting in trouble.
0: They keep getting in trouble. But you also, I would assume that after you made that mistake. You'd be like, "Yo, Vanessa, so and so, so and so, so and so. Like, can we come together and be at the product meeting, y'all? Like, what?" Oh when, no, remember- this next
3: commercial is going to be a Kwanzaa commercial. <laughs> the Dub Kwanzaa commercial is going to be lit. It's going to be lit. They're going to have black. They're going to have black, green, and red. That's socks. like
0: that was like that Pantene Pro V when Shea Moisture messed up. They had. They jumped in like <S-M- S-M- S-M-> They had asymmetrical fro. They had Every, They Pro B. They had everything but. <laughs> they, had
3: everything, <laughs> they had all like, rich
0: skin tones. Like they were not playing with your ass. But the same thing that I said with Shea
3: Moisture. Like everything with that. The like,
0: same thing with Shea Moisture. I'm just sitting there looking at them like. Y'all keep not. You, you keep not having us in the room. Well, you know what? I you think, think Shea you can do I think Shay was different. Shay was,
3: we have us in the room. We're trying to go for that bad. We didn't
0: have them in the room. Remember when I pulled up the oh, LinkedIn? Oh, yes.
3: You're right. You're Remember right. Remember when I pulled <laughs> up right. that
0: LinkedIn? It was like, oh, shit. You're right. No wonder y'all thought See, was See, that's, so that's
3: what happens when you get that, that great team that's like, we're going to get you. And you're like, for real? <laughs> I can just stay there making soap and getting on TV and doing interviews? Y'all got this? That's cool.
0: mean- amazing be a
3: breeze. Like,
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> next minute, the commercial come out, everybody's tweeting you like, way, whoa, 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 whoa,
3: whoa. Was it Boomerang? When they were sitting there looking at the Sean Jade thing, and they just like... So we don't got no money to redo this, right? No. No,
0: no we don't.
3: So we just going, all all right, we're going to go with it. We're going to go with it. Just... Listen. I don't think... It's she must have
0: sure got that expensive-ass soap, though. Sorry. That price point?
3: Yeah, they got to pay because Miss Mama do our- Yeah, but I'll pay, for all, the, I'll pay for all
0: the hair products, but you know what? As for the rest? mm Nope. Mm-mm. They can't do it? You, you know that shit's melting because you know it's like all pure ingredients. That shit's mm-hmm. melting in your bathtub.
3: Melting in your bathtub? Just
0: melting. Melting in your
3: room. Let your room not be controlled. You be sitting there, you come home, you be like, wait, where's- Where's the soap? Wait, where's my my hair stuff? I'm like, man- this stuff is real. See, doesn't I get the I get the Unilever stuff? It doesn't move. It can be hundred degrees in your house, and you <laughs> shake it around, and it's still it... stuck. You get the you get the Shea Moisture. You be like, this is like this <laughs> is the... oil now. Like this is oil. <laughs> Woo! That Shea <laughs> has
0: this <that> Shea <laughs> butter.
3: That butter melted. All
0: right, man. I will see you later. I can't with you anymore. <laughs> all right. Any other last minute things you want to add?
3: Uh huh. No. Oh. No,
0: go forget it. Forget no, see you about it, to say something it, ignorant. It. It's a wrap. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> hey everyone. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Vagastein podcast. Remember, remember to remember to download, rate and subscribe. Rating is the most important part. So make sure that you rate the podcast on iTunes and you can leave comments on SoundCloud. And remember, the podcast is now on Google Music as well. I heard you Android users. I got you. Um, Also, get in touch with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at Vagisteam. You could send your emails to Vagisteam at gmail.com. And you can also DM me on any of those platforms. You can also text or leave us a voicemail at 443-692-7802. Also, remember Vagisim is going on the college tour. So if you work at a university or attend a university, let's spread this Vagisim gospel together and download your speaker packet at vagisim.com. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you next time. Bye.